0: The idea of inclusion really, um, what LEGO have done, is a sort of living, breathing embodiment of that. This is where children can sit together and play and be part of the whole thing without any barriers at all between each other.
1: So we are focused on learning through play. That's our you know, basic uh, message and principle, anything that we do is related to learning through play. Um, and this uh, Leo brick project is just a fantastic example of learning through play. I mean, uh, blind children can uh, learn braille in a playful way, which I think is just what's so new and so innovative about this project.
2: Hello and welcome to The Disability Download. The Disability Download is brought to you by pan-disability charity Leonard Cheshire. I'm Cathy Lynch and I'm Erin O'Reilly and on this podcast we
3: respond to current topics, share stories and open up conversations about disability. Hi guys and welcome to the latest episode of Disability Download. On today's episode we're going to be talking all about Lego, which some of you might be thinking, how does that relate to disability? I mean, we all play with it. Well. (laughs) maybe <laughs> maybe not so much anymore although my brothers definitely still do um but as kids I'm pretty sure it was a big part of a lot of people's lives and now it's actually being used for educational purposes for children who are blind
2: yeah it was really interesting chatting to um Steve Tyler our um, director of assistive technology and um Stein Storm who uh, ran the kind of Uh, lego project and um and develop the product and it's been like really interesting i mean you'll see from um our chats to them but it's kind of it's interesting how um parents um can now kind of communicate with and play with their kids through lego and Mm -hmm. braille and um it's just a really kind of special thing for also for um, non-disabled um, kids to learn or non mm. people with non-visual impairments because um, it's, it's interesting and it's a, a way that everyone can kind of connect together and learn through play.
3: Definitely. And um, Steve is just such a knowledgeable guy and he's worked on so many different projects in terms of assistive technology. He works with Google. He works with Microsoft. He's helped develop phones to be more accessible for people with visual impairments so to know that he's now using that extensive knowledge and experience in something that's quite obviously forward thinking and different and just really exciting it's just very cool to have him kind of working with us um, and learning from those experiences as well and i just think having this is just going to really shape children's lives and in, in a different way
2: yeah and i think it's, it's rolling out slowly so I- think they're doing there it's in a couple of countries at the moment but i think it's going to go kind of wider and it's part of the lego philanthropic um, sort of uh, stream of uh, activity but um so who knows um you know christmas is coming up and you know it could be in um you know as a present for schools and things like that so
3: definitely so shall we launch into the first interview Yeah. So first up, we've got Cathy's interview with Steve Tyler, our Director of Assistive Technology.
2: Could you explain to us what the Lego Braille kind of bricks are and, and how they're going to benefit children?
0: Hi, everyone. Thanks, Cathy. Yes, um, the idea has been around for a couple of years um, with discussions going on between a set of people, uh, including myself, and Lego uh, when they originally expressed interest. And the idea is that, as a lot of you will know, Lego's slogan is learning through play. And a very obvious thing, if you look at Lego brick, it's got dots arranged in grid patterns, either twos or fours or sixes or eights. And especially the um, brick that has six um, dots on it, that's remarkably similar to a braille cell as we describe it so if you think about braille and the way it's made up it's made up of combinations of up to six dots arranged in um going down the left hand side three dots and then going down the right hand side three dots so six in all in that grid formation and then you take away some or amend the pattern to create different letters and and numbers and uh, anything else that's um, reflective of print so it's always been in our minds that braille is remarkably similar to lego and vice versa and when this discussion began to take shape um, the lego foundation which is the charitable arm of, of lego separate to the lego corporation they began to take a real interest in the whole idea and as time went on we began to define the project a bit more closely um, and obviously one of the amazing possibilities um, around the project is that Lego being Lego and who it is um, and the fact that it has uh, a real following in children and of course in parents, um, good links into schools etc, everybody knows Lego. If that could be brought together with the concept of inclusion and learning Braille that could be phenomenal and the project eventually um, morphed into a testing of prototypes and the prototypes were essentially Lego bricks in the form of Braille and having the different Braille combinations um, along with the print the idea being that as a blind or partially sighted child you could learn braille, you could communicate with a sighted child though um, because it has print on on the bricks and of course parents and so on and the key part of it was creating um, systems or support methodologies that would encourage the growth of learning and teaching and the interaction between sighted and blind children and so what began to emerge as we Uh, began to test the idea was the idea it was a a very different kind of concepts like um, 3D Scrabble for example so you could have hidden um, letters and patterns um, not just now in 2D in the traditional way but blocks upon blocks um, and everybody was equal in doing it and as we moved through the testing phase of the project, um, it became very clear that this was a massively popular um, idea. Teachers, children uh, alike, all loved the concept. Um, certainly it worked on an inclusive um, an, an inclusive agenda. Um, and then lots of other things began to pop out that we hadn't quite catered for, like um, using Lego bricks to leave messages Um, for parents and vice versa, Um, so a sighted parent who didn't know Braille could leave a message for um, a blind child or a Braille reading child. So absolutely phenomenal and very quickly as we moved through the project, the first phase of of testing and prototyping, it became clear that um, we didn't really need to continue with the evaluation. It was an overwhelming support for it. Lego certainly were delighted by Its potential, Um, and so the announcement is all about um, Lego giving the green light to the next phase of the project. The next phase being much more formal, um, and the development of the products um, along with literacy development tools.
2: So, Steve, what's your kind of role been into? sort of inputting into this project
0: in my previous life i've been uh, uh, an avid braille user of course but also um, involved in standards around braille i know my way around the braille reading market um, and i know lots of people attached to braille in fact i I worked on such things as um, braille standards um, that we now see on pharmaceutical packaging right across europe and the uh, team in Denmark that I previously worked with on that standards process um, knew of me. They'd found it difficult to engage with the UK more generally and so approached Leonard Cheshire for some help. So I, uh, in the name of Leonard Cheshire as an organisation, acted as a coordinator um, of the project, opened doors, uh, located try lists. Um, found ways of engaging organisations like the Royal National Institute of Blind People um, and others, local schools, inclusive and specialist. And then we needed some really specialist support. Um, as it turns out, I'm a trustee at New College Worcester, um, and that's a uh, specialist school in the in the secondary uh, sector, um, and they have a great interest in in. Um, more complex uses of braille especially things like mathematics and scientific notation and so on so they were very keen to be involved and uh, essentially I acted as a coordinator and we at Leonard Cheshire of course support the entire proposition Um, the idea that an organization like Lego is taking this seriously uh, and genuinely is delivering um, what will be millions of euros worth of investment it is an astonishing uh, thing the whole process will take in the order of a year from now so we're probably talking about launch in May or June 2020 I would imagine
2: looking back if thinking you know if you had had this as a child what kind of opportunities would it have brought to you
0: Well it was really amazing actually I sat in on some of the very early trials with children and I'll never forget one of them because I I imagined myself being that slightly precocious child um, who happened to say well they've done pretty well I suppose and I thought that they'd done pretty well as an opening gambit um, I think I would have loved the opportunity to engage with it in a mainstream setting in particular one of the overwhelming things that children will say a visually impaired child will say is that um, they may well be included and they may well have lots of support and they will have formed friendships and relationships with other children but one thing that comes out all the time is uh, people don't really understand Um, and I think what they mean by that often is they don't really understand what it's like for them to be in the environment they're in and for them to be a special case all the time whichever way they think about it they're always a bit of a special case you get taken out of lessons to learn braille or you have to be taken out of mainstream um, teaching sessions to learn about mobility and things like this the idea of inclusion really um what lego have done is a sort of living breathing embodiment of that this is where children can sit together and play and be part of the whole thing without any barriers at all between each other
2: wonderful thank you so much steve
0: Thank you.
2: And next, Kathy chats to Stein Storm. Stein was the lead when it came to developing the Braille Bricks. Okay, so um, it must have been a really busy week for you, for the Lego Foundation. What's the response to the Braille Bricks been like for you?
1: Good. Well, the response to the Braille Bricks project has just been overwhelming. Um, we've simply had so many positive responses, not just from the blind community, but from people who are familiar with uh, the Lego bricks in general Um, and we think that's wonderful Um, you know it is a joint collaboration um, between the foundation and you know the Lego group and then all the blind partners that have uh, you know helped us develop the concept uh, but also tested it uh, in a few markets uh, to date.
2: Brilliant. And can you kind of explain to our listeners what the Lego Foundation kind of does as an organization? Mm -hmm.
1: So the Lego Foundation is a philanthropic uh, organization. Uh, We own 25% of the Lego group, which means that we uh, have uh, funds to invest in uh, different projects that benefit uh, children around the world. Um, So we are focused on learning through play. That's our you know, basic uh, message and principle, anything that we do is related to learning through play. Um, and this uh, Leo Braille project is just a fantastic example of learning through play. I mean, uh, blind children can uh, learn braille in a playful way, which I think is just what's so new and so innovative about this project.
2: Can you kind of talk about um, the Leonard Cheshire link to the project and mm-hmm. um, Steve's kind of role in developing mm-hmm. the product?
1: So, um, we've uh, been approached by different blind communities um, and organizations over the years. Um, and uh, the idea has been there, but we probably just haven't been able to, um, you know, engage with it uh, until now. Um, we were approached in 2017 by a Brazilian uh, foundation called the Dorina Neville Neville uh, Foundation, who had actually made it prototype uh, themselves. Um, so they showed us uh, this and asked if we could uh, help, um, you know, help them put it into production and hopefully, you know, go global. Um, so uh, of course we also contacted the Danish uh, Association for the Blind, um, who is our national organisation, who also came with this idea to us actually back in 2011. Now they have a strong collaboration with uh, Leonard Cheshire and steve himself uh, which is why steve was actually brought into the project uh, very early on and uh, to help um, kind of um, put together a project team of um, blind communities and blind organizations from from different markets so we initially started out with four markets and we're now uh, going on to testing informal. Brilliant.
2: So um, so what's the kind of potential of the, the Braille bricks going forward? I understand it's going to be kind of rolled out in um, a number of uh, countries. Um, and kind of what's the, the kind of next stage, really?
1: Well, um the complexity of this uh, project is, is quite huge. As you are aware, each uh, braille alphabet is different depending on the uh, unique characters in any given language. So uh, with English being probably the most uh, simple of those, with A to Z, uh, if we talk about French, uh, they have about 12 to 13 extra characters uh, just in the alphabet. Uh, So, of course, uh, with printing uh, the letters on the bricks, it has also added the complexity that, um, yes, we're going to have to make local versions for each um, language as well as each market. Um, So that's why we are only testing in a few markets and also rolling out in those markets that we tested in initially. And then hopefully over time, uh, we'll go into more and more markets. Um, i I just have to stress that uh it's not the toolkit in itself with the bricks. Um what is equally important is the teaching concept that goes with it to ensure that the blind and visually impaired children actually get uh the most, the optimal out of, you know, the the Braille bricks. Um you need to be taught in the right way and to ensure that it is truly learning through play.
2: Yeah, in- interesting. And and do you think this has the potential to be even a mainstream product? Um, because you know Braille kind of lends itself quite well to, to Lego.
1: Yes, um, it's a very good question. I mean, um, right now we're still in pilot phase and we're investigating ways to cater to uh, supply and demand. Um, and yes, we have been asked why is this not readily available for anyone online or in uh, shops. Um, but we strongly believe that this uh, teaching concept is uh, so important, and that it is implemented in the right way, which is why we're collaborating with Leonard Cheshire and similar uh, local blind organisations to ensure that it is done uh, in in the right way. So we we're more focused on quality over quantity, um, and yeah.
2: Um, I just saw mm-hmm. from looking at your sustainability, mm-hmm. you know, uh, agreement um, for 2030 to make all of your products out of kind of sustainable mm-hmm. um, materials, is that mm-hmm. why you debuted the, the bricks at the, the conference in Paris? Um, and will, will the Lego Braille bricks be made out of sustainable materials?
1: Well, the reason we chose to announce Lego Braille bricks at a sustainability conference in Paris uh, was because one of the themes was inclusiveness and um, we just think this is a great example of showing inclusiveness of how children with special educational needs and disabilities can be taught alongside uh, in this case uh, sighted children Uh, so for us this is sustainable in itself Um, but in terms of the long-term perspective as all lego bricks will be made from sustainable materials So likewise will production of Lego Braille bricks in the future. Um, But right now, in order to bring them to market, they are produced under the same high-quality standards as the Lego bricks that we have in any other Lego set.
2: Cool, brilliant. Thank you so much. So, I think what this episode is really showing us
3: is that assistive kind of technology and devices is more than what you might initially think of in terms of online, on the computer, or on your phone. It's like practical tools that you can bring into your day to day life that are really just going to make things easier, um, provide people with more opportunities than maybe they would have had in the first place. Um, and it kind of just puts everyone on more of a, a level playing field almost, doesn't it?
2: I think that's what's the, the beauty of it is it's quite simple and often the most simplest kind of solution is the best one.
3: Yeah, so if the Braille bricks sound interesting to you, definitely write into us and let us know what your thoughts are on it. Um, If there are other products that you know about that you think are quite game-changing, so just email us at disabilitydownload at leonardcheshire.org.
2: And remember to like, share and subscribe. Um, We really want to hear your feedback and um, we want to to find uh, new stories and topics. So if you've got any ideas, send us an email or you can... Get in touch with us through social media at Leonard Cheshire. I'm Cathy Lynch. And I'm Owen O'Reilly. And And this has been the Disability Download. Download.